Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's start with the Braves. As Spencer Strider looked like himself again, KJ, uh, this past Saturday against the Mets. Seven scoreless innings, struck out six, only gave up three hits. Gives me reason to believe that the Braves' rotation may get back on track just in time for the stretch run and into October. Congratulations, whoever gets to face them in the NLDS. It may be this Giants team who they're hosting this weekend. Alex Cobb has had a terrible August. Uh, ERA up over eight in three starts in the month of August. Um, This game in particular, um, at least leaning Braves right now. Um, Got to just, just got to decide if I'm in on the run line or not money line, no value there minus two twenty five. But I think I like the Braves in this opener tonight with Strider starting to look like himself again. Yeah. It's a tight run line. As you mentioned, it's one of those kind of like, mm, should I stay or should I go like the clash song? Uh, just because the Giants have a, uh, they've had a great ability to muck up games, if you will. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. you're like, how does this game's only three, two, but you know, look, the overarching story has been just that the, the Braves have virtually been flawless this year, but the way baseball work is works is a flaw is going to show up at some point in the season. So literally we're just only talking about, okay, some bats have gotten to the pitchers a little bit. That's the equivalent of like, okay, I forgot my rain. I forgot my raincoat and it only rained for three minutes outside. Right. So yeah, I got a little wet, but I'm not drenched. And so it just shows you how good this Braves team is that, okay, yeah, your, your pitchers got rocked, but the team didn't go down. You've had some injuries, but you haven't been losing your mojo. 
So and I think they learned this from from a couple years ago when they had all those injuries and you know pretty much got the rent of Braves and win the World Series. So I'm 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 not worried at all that this Braves team is is going to regress. You know, I, when when the Braves were in uh, in Boston a couple about a week and a half ago and lost the two game set, you know Spencer Strider got rocked. And and at the time I was thinking like, well, look, the the the, the Red Sox can show to have bats, but everybody doesn't have you know, that type of lineup, and Spencer Strider is going to have to go through that before to know. I would rather see that now than my plus eight hundred bet for them to win it all. Suddenly show up that Spencer Strider is getting rocked, you know, in 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 the in the NLCS. So. Yeah, the Braves, it looks like they've, they've gotten things back on track while things started to wobble a bit, but nothing that was put them in any type of danger of being who they are. What's wild, too, is that, you know, we focus so much on Atlanta's offense. They've right. shut out the opposition. Granted, it's the Mets and the Yankees, so make of it what you will. They've shut out the opposition four times in the last two series. Um, it, it's... It, it gives me reason to think about the under eight and a half again with Strider looking like himself in his last start. Yeah. But given that Cobb has not looked like himself so far in the month of August, I probably end up staying away from that total as well. But this is a huge series for the Giants, obviously, as they fight for their postseason lives. Uh, they are solidly in the wild card race. Ten and a half back of the Dodgers now because of the run the Dodgers are on. I don't think there's any chance they catch L.A. for the division, obviously. Right. But they're trying to put some distance between themselves and the Diamondbacks in, in that wild card race. Also trying to hold off the Cubs and the Reds. Uh, big series in Atlanta this weekend between the Giants and the Braves. Let's go to Arlington. Uh, Texas Rangers hosting the Milwaukee Brewers. That series gets started tonight as well. Um, what's interesting as the Brewers come off getting swept by the Dodgers is that Brandon Woodruff has been effective in the limited work we've seen from him so far. ERA is just under two at 199. But those last two starts, I mean, the Pirates, the White Sox, are we necessarily impressed with that? And the Rangers, they send Andrew Heaney to the mound tonight, who's got, you want to talk about sub-ERAs, 0.69, very nice. 0.69 ERA for Heaney in the month of August. Weird abbreviated start last Saturday against the Giants for Heaney, KJ. Um, they ended up explaining it away after the game as he was just under the weather, wasn't able to make do his between starts work, and so they wanted to limit him. That has me wondering about this one. But, I mean, that's decent money line value, I, I feel like, with Heaney pitching this well lately. Uh, with the Rangers at minus 120, that might be the way I go because I'm still not sold that what we've seen from Brandon Woodruff so far is necessarily – we just don't have enough track record. Yeah, if there's a play I like and watch out, it's the one, minus one and a half run line at plus 165 for the Rangers. I mm -hmm. think the bats jump out. You've got the thin air down in Texas. Um, so if it's an 805 start, if that's Eastern, then that's 705 Central time start. I don't know if the times that, but so you you're you're in a twilight time where the ball the air is still pretty thin, and you got that heat down there. So I I look for I look for Texas to jump on them probably early after Milwaukee just being in that dogfight with the Dodgers, and then you're going across country, and then you're going to be playing Texas. I think it's one of those situations where Texas jumps all over them. So I, I the over think about it, if you look at the total at eight, there's more value on the under. 
And I don't necessarily think that the under would even be close to eight. I think this is a game that probably, if you told me if I was going to play an under, that under would probably be around maybe 11 and a half. So I think it's going to be a higher scoring game um, just because of when you're coming out of a dogfight like you've just come out of, your bats suddenly start to pop, but so do the other ones. And you're in some great weather for the ball to really jump. It is BetMGM's daily tip right here on the BetQL Network alongside KJ Carson. I'm Chris Mack in for Jenks and Chelsea. Don't forget, it's another Nerfy Friday. Nerfy? What? What's he talking about? No run first inning. A Nerfy Friday. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. You get it right now at BetMGM. All you got to do is opt in inside your BetMGM app. Place a no run first inning bet, a Nerfy, on any MLB game. All you got to do, bet no on the will there be a run in the first inning market. If your bet loses, how about this? But only one run is scored during the first inning, so you only lose it based on one run, you're going to get a bonus bet back, equaling your stake up to 25 bucks. It'll be reflected once the wager is settled. Available only on Nerfy Fridays. Make sure to read the full terms and conditions of the promotion before participating, but it's right there in your BetMGM app today. If there's a game where you like both starters and you think, hey, we're not going to see any offense in the first inning, a Nerfy might be the way to go on another BetMGM MLB Nerfy Friday. Again, all the details inside your BetMGM app. So let's go NL now. Let's talk Diamondbacks Padres. Uh, talk about big series. Padres, most inconsistent team in baseball. I mean, up and down, up and down. A lot of that based on the inconsistent offense from the Padres. Not, though, based, I don't think, on Seth Lugo. Other than one outlier start against the Dodgers in the last three weeks, he's pitched really well. You take out that Dodgers start, and I realize we can't do that, but let's do it. Let's take out the Dodgers start. 313 ERA in his last four starts around that Dodgers game. That, to me, has me believing that maybe, again, I said this yesterday, and Chelsea made fun of me, appropriately so. I... I feel like there's something happening with the Padres that is not enough to push them into the playoffs, but I'm believing in their rotation, even despite 73-year-old Rich Hill going yesterday. Uh, Seth Lugo goes today. Brandon Fott goes for Arizona today. He has yet to win a decision this year. He is 0-6, the ERA up near 7 He's not what I'm worried about, though, KJ. It's Arizona's offense and the utter disappearing act it has done over the last month. Yeah, you know, when I think of the Padres, I think of that Katy Perry song. You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. You're in and you're out. You're up and you're down. You, see, here's why I like the money line on the Diamondbacks, because at least they can do it with their legs in terms of if they can get on base, they can kind of play the small ball. And so while I like the under of nine, but I also like them to cover that one and a half on the money line, uh, to cover the money line one and a half. So, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I do like them on the run line to cover the one and a half, but the value is on the under nine. So I would play the under of nine just because you don't know what you're going to get from the Padres and you figure you're not going to get much from the Diamondbacks. So maybe if they're, you know, it might this might be a 4-2 game where the Padres would have all these left-on-base situations but just can't right. convert. That's really been the story. It's like you've got all this bop but no, you know, but but nothing no to put behind it. Yeah. yeah. So 
So I like the under of nine just because I, while I, it, it could be a little, I, you know, this is one of those games that you like, you took your chance with Arizona last night. I would be tempted to play them on the money line at plus 145, winning a game like 3 2, just because the projects can be frustrated at the plate. Brandon Fott's K prop, one to keep an eye on as well. It's set at four and a half today. Uh, he struck out eight and five and two thirds against the Padres last time out. Also struck out five in four and two thirds against the Dodgers, uh, I want to say 10 days ago. Seven strikeouts in seven innings, uh, the turn before that against the Giants. Last three starts, he's racking up some strikeouts. So, Maybe we're seeing something there. He hasn't gotten any run support as we talk about the Arizona offense and the lack of power in that lineup right now. Uh, I want to say fourth fewest home runs since the all-star break in the National League. So uh, maybe that that leads into your underplay as well. The under nine between San Diego and Arizona today, KJ. Brandon Fott, keep an eye on that K prop as well. Like I said, set at four and a half. Marlins Dodgers. Can the Dodgers run the winning streak to a dozen games only minus 150 on the money line which is interesting total set at eight and a half marlins are plus 125 on the money line oh i see why sandy alcantara goes for the marlins and sandy alcantara is looking like himself again last four starts the era down under two 186 and it's really a question of which tony gonsolin do we get you talk about katie perry and hot and cold and up and down and inconsistent Gonsolin's been that. I mean, he's given them, he's he's done his best. He's done his Tony Gonsolin best, KJ, to eat some innings. But, you know, against Colorado, that's good enough for one earned run on three hits over six. A- against Oakland, one earned run, five hits in five innings. But then he faces last few, uh, I want to say it was late July. He had a start against Texas. He gives up four in five, including a long ball. I, I get the feeling Gonsolin is all about what he's facing at the time. And I don't yeah. know if I trust him against the Marlins. I like the Dodgers. I do. But Alcantara happens to be who they're facing in this opener tonight. I This might be the best spot for the Marlins this weekend to try and snap the Dodgers 11 game win streak. I don't know, you know, in a, in a town with tends to be late to everything, it, but there's nothing going on in Hollywood, but the Dodgers right now. That might yeah. be what Tony Gosselin, Gosselin needs, that energy behind him. And think about it. There is some value when, you, when you're talking about the Dodgers at minus 150 on the money line. So usually you would see versus any other opponent getting closer to two, two and a half. So I, why I, don't, I would like the Dodgers at minus 150 just because I think Alcantara is going to be able to put on a performance, but will it be enough? Or will it sustain long enough in the game that when the ball is out of his hands, then you could say that's when the Dodgers kind of let loose. So I, it, what the tempting thing is, the run line, like you can kind of see it getting open later in the game and plus money on the Dodgers. That hasn't happened since. And Colfax with the pitch, you know, so <laughs> I, that might be something that's tempting right there, that run line at plus 135 for the Dodgers, just said something breaking late. And now the Dodgers are up by two going into the bottom of the going into the top of the night. That could be what happens. But let's continue through today's MLB slate, KJ. And let's start in the Bronx. Um, I don't even know what to say about the Yankees anymore. This game off the board right now, 
because we're waiting for some official word on who the Yankees starter will be. It will not be Nestor Cortez, who was placed on the IL earlier this week. It would be his usual spot in the rotation. They've called up Johnny Brito. It may be him. They may go with uh, an opener. It may, who knows? It's the Yankees, and they're now just as worried about their rotation as they have been about their offense for the bulk of the yeah. season. They're going up against Brian Bayo, who would probably have them even more worried about their offense normally, but his last four starts haven't yeah, been the prettiest wrong. either. Uh, 593 right. ERA over his last four starts. Again, you're closer to the situation in Boston than most of us. So I'll ask you, are the Red Sox, as we talked about earlier, n- ugly loss to the Nats yesterday in D.C., are the Red so- Sox, are the wheels starting to come off? And is this series, could this series be a mess between the Red Sox and Yankees? So it feels like this series is very much to like watching an, an English Premier League relegation section game, <laughs> right? Like these guys are listed in pink. One of them is going to be playing in secondary stadiums next year. And that's just what it feels like. And usually it's one or the other, right? If the Red Sox who've usually been, they've look, they've done the last place thing a couple of times here over the last five years, but the Yankees haven't been in last place since 1990 when Chubb Rock jumped upon the scene with the lean and the mean and the pocket full of green. That's how long it's been. Right. But it, it, with the Red Sox, Here's the thing. The fan base feels like the fourth wheel has never really been put on the car by management in Heimbloom. That when you got to the trade deadline and you were within three games, the whole thing was, hey, stay within three games of Toronto when you have a three-game series with them. Anything could happen. If, if Worst-case scenario, you would say, you're one game out of the wild-card situation. Best-case scenario, you're now the wild-card leader and you've destroyed Toronto throughout the season. Management right. did nothing. They even kind of floated out. Yeah, we were trying to, we were in on Verlander. Yeah, you can tell me who you were in on. And I can tell you all the people I could have dated during my five years in Atlanta, right? So <laughs> don't tell me what you were in on unless it shows up at the front door. And that hasn't happened. So it feels like we've been pushing a wheelbarrow or or it's a tricycle and not a real full four-wheel vehicle to move the team forward. And so now going against your rival your 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 hated rival in the Bronx, it feels like could a second wheel fall off and who's going to ride this bicycle? Is it going to be Alex Cora that takes the hit for it? It shouldn't be. Is it mid-management with Heim Bloom? It should be. So you might say if the series doesn't go well with the Yankees, the conversation almost probably starts to move to next year. Yeah, they do have to face Garrett Cole in the middle game of this series. So you're not you're playing for a series win and and not even thinking about the sweep. I don't think Pavetta I think goes on Sunday. Um, so maybe there's maybe there's a shot to keep the themselves in the conversation. The Red Sox, regardless of how many wheels are still on the cart, the Yankees though, like we talked about. Uh, it feels like are cooked. Uh, we will get more on that with Scott Braun of foul territory in uh, about 50 minutes or so here on the daily tip presented by bet MGM. This is an interesting one in Cincinnati, great American ballpark, blue Jays and reds start a series tonight. Brett Kennedy getting the spot start for the reds as 
recently as late April, Brett Kennedy was pitching for the Long Island Ducks. Um, he's pitched in two games. One of them was a spot start he made on the 4th of July against the Nats where he was, he was lighting up the radar gun. He was hitting 95, looked good, but it, it's the Reds. And, well, Jose Barrios comes in. It's a great American ballpark, but he's given up three long balls in his last two starts. Uh, it's been a bit rocky. So, hmm, Blue Jays, again, we talk about another team in the AL East fighting for their life, KJ, going to Cincinnati and facing Brett Kennedy and the spot starter there. Um, I like the Blue Jays here uh, at yeah. minus 160 on the money line. I'm still probably okay laying that juice there. Um, the total at 10.5 is interesting to me. You always get a little bit of a heavier total at Great American Ballpark. I still am tempted by it because, again, you got the spot start. The Reds, their bullpen isn't great. Barrios, I mentioned the last two starts, a 6.30 ERA. Uh, that may be one of my better bets today. I'm leaning very heavily in the direction of Jays Reds over the 10.5. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm right there with you, Chris Mack. Look, when you, the thing about a spot starter is somebody else has to come in the spot pretty soon. So if you're talking about a young guy, and, and let's just say after two innings, you may feel like this is already a 3 nothing, maybe a 4 nothing, 4-1 game. So I would even look at maybe some first five-inning plays for, for the Blue Jays because they just mm -hmm. may jump out early, and it could be a chance for you to get some plus money. So – I'm with you on that over 10 and a half. Even if, it, the Reds may get their runs late, but it may be just too late. So, yeah, I, I Toronto's on a mission. They now, you know, they now have Seattle to battle with in the way that Seattle's playing. There's literally like a mandate of no days off. So this is a game you feel like you've got to win. You feel like the sails come out of Cincinnati's uh, wind, if you will, or the wind has come out of their sails with the run that Chicago has made and kind of made it a three-team conversation, pushing Cincinnati back a little further, uh, not being able to catch the Brewers, which at one time they had. So I, I do like Toronto here as well on the over at minus 105. Yeah, the Reds have won three of their last five, but that's against the Guardians and the Pirates. Uh, you go back a couple weeks, they lost a series to the Marlins. They lost as they got swept by the Nationals, uh, swept by the Cubs as well, I believe. So... You're, you're right. You can feel the wind coming out of the Cincinnati sails. Um, they remind me a lot of last year's Orioles in that. Yes. Um, and, and I take that back. They didn't get swept by the Cubs. They lost three out of four, I think it was. Uh, but point remains the same. They Gentlemen remind sweep. me a lot. Yeah. They remind yeah. me a lot of uh, the last year's Orioles. Uh, although Hunter yes. Green is supposed to be back tomorrow. So, We'll see. Uh, I, I think t today anyway, with Kennedy getting the start and with Barrios being a little inconsistent the last couple times out, I'm going to lean on the over. We talk about the AL West cage match, KJ. It continues in a big way in Houston this weekend. The Astros hosting the Mariners. JP France is a wagon going for Houston against Seattle, who comes in hot as well. Julio Rodriguez the five-for-five five day yesterday with the five RBIs. This is going to be a fun series to watch. My lean is on the Astros here 
especially with the money line at only minus 145. If I go run line, I can get them at plus money. Uh, run line is plus 140 on the Astros, giving up the run and a half. Total sits at eight and a half. I think because of JP France, again, I lean Astros here, sub 150 ERA over his last five starts, KJ. That's why I'm taking that under at even money. Eight and a half. I don't see that total. I think it's going to be one of these duels where three, two, fourths, three games somewhere in there where it's it's going to be an exciting, it may be one of the better games on the slate just from a watching perspective and then know that you can get even money on, on, on an Astros game at under eight and a half. I think is, I look, I think the Mariners might hit a bus all this weekend with the Astros, with the Astros still having the desire to go after getting that, you know, the AOS title from, from, from Texas. So I, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, but the Mariners will be in the thick of it for sure. So I would stay away from that run. Line. I can't see, I can't see the Mariners losing by more than two by, by losing by two. I think it's going to be just that close of a game four three three two somewhere in there. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what to expect from Bryce Miller. Last two starts have been decent. Uh, three earned runs between the two of them in 10 and two thirds. But the two before that were ugly, gave up six to the Sox, uh, gave up six to the Twins. So I, I really have no expectation on what we're going to get from Bryce Miller. For what it's worth, the Mariners are winning the season series between the two teams 5-2. to two. France has only faced the Mariners once this year. It was way back in his first start of the season in early May when he put up five scoreless innings and struck out five against the M's. But again, I think this is going to be a great series that will go a long way towards deciding exactly how this AL West cage match, as I've called it, will play out over the final month, month and a half of the season. Rangers still leading the AL West, um, two and a half up on the Astros, six up on the Mariners. Mariners, a half game back of a wild card spot. Houston up in the second wild card spot, three games ahead of the Jays. So everybody jockeying for position in the AL West. Uh, speaking of the AL West, the team that went all in at the deadline, KJ. Nobody thought they were going to go all in. All in. Everybody thought, oh, they're going to deal Otani. They have to. Why wouldn't they deal Otani? They don't. They doubled down. And yet the Angels have been a mess since they did so. They've got the Rays coming to town. Jacob Lopez, the Rays using an opener against Tyler Anderson of the Angels. This one, a tough one to handicap for me, and it looks like a tough one to handicap for the books as well. Both teams minus 110 on the money line. If you believe in the Rays, they are plus 145 on the run line. I don't know what I think about this one. I don't like – I like to get a read based on starting pitchers and with the Rays going with the opener. I'm usually, I usually stay away from an opener game, and I'll probably do that with the Rays and Angels today as well. Well, what makes it difficult is because the Angels have made it difficult, right? They're a team that can show up and suddenly Otani can have two home runs in a game and they win by five. And then the next game, like nobody shows up. So it, it, the, the Angels are going to be their own 30 for 30 here hmm. in about 10 years about like what happened during this time? Like, how did you not? They feel like the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder of the, of, of the days of yore. Like when you tell kids, you're like, Harden? Westbrook and Durant were on the same team and they didn't win it. Well, we're going to be saying the same thing about the Angels. Like Otani and Trout and Rondon, Rondon were on the same team and they didn't do anything. Didn't win a thing. This is, yeah. th 
they didn't this is bet like worse they didn't even show themselves even in playoff series so yeah. this is what's so baffling and they made moves to which i think are, are probably to have some places some people on the team with G, the, the, the acquisition of giolito and other guys you know spot players to kind of start to leave the burden i think of when otani does leave so I, I do wonder if this team is a bit checked out now because of knowing that, hey, they went all in and it did and it isn't working and it's nowhere close to working now. Like there's just you can't really see a real path for them to make it. They've got to go on like a Seattle type run and yeah. everybody else fall apart for them to there's be back in the conversation. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.